Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Little Red Bandwagon. That's the LRB. And tonight we have a guest, Lauren Castelli. Hi, Lauren. Hi, how's it going? Uh, Very good. Lauren joins us from Jacksonville, Florida. Is that correct? That is correct. And we're going to do her favorite clip in TBTL history tonight. Christy is also here. Hi, Christy. Hello. Hey, Christy. This is a miracle everyone's hearing each other. (laughs) I'm so happy. We had about a half an hour of nobody being able to hear each other, folks. So, <laughs> so this is a minor miracle that we're, we're, we've gotten this far. We're going to play, um, her clip after we uh, talk to her about her history with TBTL. Um, Lauren has chosen the Ross Dress for Less Katie Spranger segment. And that, <laughs> that is one of the funniest ones of all time. And I'm really glad we're, we're getting a chance to play it. She submitted a lot of segments to us. But that's the one that I personally <laughs> wanted to hear again the most. So yes. that's the one I chose. If there's time, because we have a lot to talk about with Lauren. If there's time, we'll do a TBTLism of the day. And we'll definitely tell you how to get involved at the end because this show depends on you. So, Christy, take the next segment away. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you uh, start listening to TBTL? Well, I started listening when I had moved out of my, um, it was a recent ex and moved into, um, out of his house and into a studio apartment. And I didn't have cable or really any source of entertainment. So I was streaming, wait, wait, don't tell me archives from the NPR website. And that's back when Luke was, um, often on the show and would stand in for Peter when he'd go out of town. So I thought this guy's pretty cool. And so I, um, I heard that he had a podcast and I listened to an episode. This was around 2010 and it was a live show of some sort. And I gotta be honest, it didn't really get me. So I said, eh, it's, I don't think that's for me. It was a little bit of wait, a shit show, not going to lie. Wait, Lauren, Sorry, I didn't. Lauren, yeah, I have to stop yeah. you. I got married on a live show in 2010. And now that... Yeah, so what are you saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds like you might have tuned out on me. You're saying his wedding was a shit show? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's not the same one, is it? Okay. Oh my god! Nice uh, guess you pick, Mike. I maybe I maybe turned it off before there was some comedian he was interviewing. That can't be the same one. I don't think so. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think it was a different one because I that anyway. So whichever one I listened to, I didn't listen to the entire thing. And so mm-hmm. later, um, I don't know what compelled me to listen again, but what got me was an interview with Ben Gibbard, which is the guy from Death Cab. And, uh, anyway, it was, it was just a really good interview. And then I started listening more and, um, and then I didn't realize that they had archives of their show until Jen men- mentioned going to, um, this is Jen Andrews, one of the original hosts, uh, went to dinner with some tens and I thought, well, what's that? And that's what I realized that I had a lot of catching up to do and that this was an, an entire world that I had, um, uh, that I was just kind of scraping the surface of. So that's when I started time banditing old episodes, beginning with the first one and listening to the three hours of those before the hour that would post every day. So it got a little crazy, but eventually I caught up. <laughs> so you've heard every, you've heard everything. I've heard everything and re-listened to a lot of it and, and sent it to to friends and and family to try to get them on board and it's just it's a hard 
nut to crack. And, you know, I mean, you really need mm-hmm. context. That's why they mm-hmm. say inside to the power of inside. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's kind of my history and uh, into the world of TBTL. You know, I'm looking at your notes, Lauren, and, and you said your first episode was a live show. That that was the one from Bumbershoot. And, and uh, yeah, that was not the show that I got married on or the show the previous <laughs> evening. So, so Thank big goodness. relief. And I do remember he, he was like doing some backstage interviews and some onstage interviews and stuff like that. It was, it wasn't like an, a TBTL. It wasn't. Like some, yeah. something that he put together as an extravaganza. It was sort of like, I'm going to go do the show live from Bumbershoot. Exactly. And so it just didn't really, I, I didn't really get it. And then mm-hmm. when I started listening to, you know, stories of, of their biggest shame moments from childhood. And I was like, Oh, this is what this is about. Right. I got this. Yeah. Those bumper shoot shows are hard because you kind of have to do it because there's such good talent just wandering around. But at the same time, these are people that are just agreeing to do everything. Yeah. And so then they kind of have to be explained like, Oh, there's this show, but it's a podcast. And, come here and there's an audience and everyone's going to know what we're doing, but you're not. And so it, it is kind of, those are, those are weird shows, but they're really fun to go to. I'm sure. Yeah. It always, it, when I listened to later bumper shoots, cause I've, I'd heard some others with Sean there and it was kind of a different story, but just no context whatsoever for anything Seattle related or, or, you know, <laughs> really TBTL related. I was just like, who are these people and why, why am I listening? So it all became clear, and then and then later I learned about Stickam, which is the the live right. the live uh, video of the recording of the show. That sometimes I think I remember seeing work. your name. I think I remember seeing. Yeah, your name. Yeah, what was your name in, in there? I, I remember seeing El Castelli just in the chat. Right? It's yeah. I probably didn't get very creative with it because usually <laughs> I don't. I'm like I'm me. So. Um, yeah, so, but I joined later when I was in a job that was just totally miserable, and I was actually able to, to just kind of, well, I don't even know how I did any work. We won't tell my former boss that I never did any work <laughs> at work, <laughs> that I was just well, chatting, chatting with other tens. But. Lauren, I have a question about, uh, your time banditing, and, and this will be for anyone who did what you did that comes on this show, that you time banded back to the start. <clears throat> I, you said that you caught up in the middle of 2011. And so you no longer had, you know, two and a half, three, four hours of TVTL a day. <laughs> yeah. Was that a relief or was that a, a, a disappointment? It was a disappointment. And I think that that's mm-hmm. what's been happening with me lately is that, and that's why I'm so grateful for your show. Um, because really one, it's a chance to kind of relive that and experience, um, the best moments. Um, but two, it's, it fills in the gaps, <laughs> like you said, mm-hmm. like peanut butter. Um, <laughs> and it's also kind of why I've started listening to Stack of Dimes because I just need more of the world in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Is, the, the different you know, satellites. Yeah. Right. So it's, um, it really, uh, I don't know what I, where I'd be without TVTL in a way. And it's interesting that my family has absolutely no idea what I'm talking about still. I'm like, this is seven plus years of my life we're talking about and you have no idea. So no, but it's. Yeah. Try having a tattoo from a podcast that no one cares about. <laughs> in Latin. 
Yeah, in Latin, try explaining that. And proximum convivium. Oh, yeah, man. and they can't even pronounce it. I mean, that's... Yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> You're many levels deep on that one, Christy. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty. So, I like it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you... You haven't been able to because it just seems like you're one of the most isolated, like perfect tens there is. I mean, you're so into it, yet you're so far away from where the action is happening. Have you ever made it to an event? Have you ever tried to make it to an event? I mean, you did the the stickam thing, but did it ever? Did you, did you ever look look up uh, flights for anything? I did, and you know, it was just never feasible for whatever reason. It would be in the middle of the week, or it would be. <laughs> you know, a week that I was traveling or who knows, but, um, but I did, I did live tweet the thousandth episode, the live show. Oh, right. You sent us a picture of that. Yes. I was in full TBTL regalia. I had my (laughs) Chateau Saint Michel and that's when, um, the, the film critic, if you will, hot Greg, who used to call in Mm -hmm. from payphones and do, we're going to do, we're going to (laughs) do. A few shows on He's Hot Greg, believe me. Yeah. All right. I won't spoil it, but he he okay. and I were going back and forth a lot. I'm sure that, Mike, you and I were too, and, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, who knows who else at that time. But, that I mean, I, I think at one point I cried. It was a really emotional experience for me because it's the closest I've come to being at an event. But that's, I mean, to go roller skating or to prom. I mean, those are the kinds of things that, uh, yeah, that I really missed out on living in Dallas far, far yeah, away. I kind of, I kind of feel for you there because like there are some events like those two you mentioned, the roller skating and the prom that just aren't my thing, but I went to them because, you know, all the cool people were going to be there. Yeah. But yeah. if you could have just quantum leapt into old clip clops body, and I would have let you <laughs> yeah. definitely have that experience instead of me. I would have, you know, spent a, a couple nights alone in Dallas. Yeah, well, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. But I feel you... I feel bad when someone really wants to go and then <laughs> they can't go and I don't really want to go and I go. That makes me feel yeah. bad. But what would have happened? I mean, what about Emily, you know? Uh, that's true. That's, <laughs> that's pretty, true. That's pretty incredible. So. I forced myself to go to that one. Too, where I met Emily and she was very unimpressed with me. But <laughs> at least well, with cargo shorts and a vest, denim vest. Yeah, the denim vest that she claims I was wearing and the brown eyes that I don't have. I remember seeing a picture from that. It was at some coffee shop, wasn't it? With coffee. It was and at wine a wine bar. bar. Yeah, it looked yeah. like a coffee shop. Yeah. Right. And I I remember seeing a picture of it and y'all had read Oscar Wow and I believe that um mm-hmm. like my book club had read that but earlier and anyway but I used to peruse i mean you know like i'm such a, a voyeur i guess it's kind of creepy in a way but yeah i used to look at all the pictures from prom and all the pictures from the yeah. events and think i could have been there so well we'll have jeremy put up the the picture of you from the thousandth episode <laughs> okay. when we uh post yeah, this be our picture post this day. because we, um my, yeah, i have that shirt too i love that shirt i, I love that shirt, shirt. So me too much. i look a little i look a little drunk in that picture so a little um, <laughs> you look a lot drunk a lot Tired of, and emotional. I, <laughs> when you sent it to us, I was yeah. I thought that picture was taken 
at this moment before you said it was the thousand show and i was like jeremy i don't know i don't know if she's gonna be drunk <laughs> this isn't gonna work well at all no no i definitely i had planned a whole evening for myself <laughs> and my boyfriend was downstairs the whole time i was like do not for any reason <laughs> come upstairs i'm with my people okay uh, yes just, just stay away <laughs> <laughs> yeah i I'm having my weird affair with all these people yes. I've never met. Keep that subwoofer <laughs> turned way down because I will not have reverb upstairs. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, have you had any, uh, like email or like voicemail and any of that stuff read on the air over the years? What's been kind of your involvement with the guys? Yeah. So I've never made it on the air and that's why I feel so honored to be what number eight in the eighth episode because you've got like, Bruce and Lake Stevens, who's been at events and like one of my absolute favorites and, um, you know, in the studio. And then you've got John and it just the P and then you guys. And then here's me. But, um, <laughs> but I have written to Luke and gotten responses, which is pretty incredible given his track record. And. <laughs> And I'm thinking it must be the subject matter of the emails I've sent him. So one of them is the Cooking with Sean theme song, which I wanted as my ringtone. And this is, I mean, maybe a year and a half ago when I moved back to Florida. I had mentioned it at work and somebody said, why don't you just write to the podcast host? I'm like, you just don't do that, guys. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's literally tens of us and he doesn't have time to read our email. Like, I'll get an autoresponder. It's not going to work. But they said, you know, just go for it. So I did. And he sent me back a one-line response that said, here you go, slash, welcome to hell. And there was the link, <laughs> <laughs> the link to the Cooking with Sean theme song. And that was my ringtone for, until I got the iPhone, and I just, I've been too lazy to link it up. But I don't get tired of that song. And every other ringtone I have, I get so tired of. If so, this song isn't playing behind this whole story... I'm mad at Jeremy again for yet another reason. Oh my god, that would be my dream to just have <laughs> Cookie with Sean constantly playing behind me everywhere I went. <laughs> I have a friend that when I call her phone, the Sean DeTori investigates place. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. That's a good yeah. one. Um, Sean, we just, we need more Sean. He's just gold. All the time. I, and then the other email I sent was, um, should I say this on the air? You so should. I, you should. <laughs> I was, any time that anything involving the mummy is mentioned on the show or mummy's letters are mm. read, it's just so fascinating to me. And I was just thinking, and I had seen, you know, because being being that I'm a, a TVTL stalker, I'd seen pictures of him like, he's a pretty attractive guy for somebody who lives <laughs> in an earth ship and doesn't really groom. He's very handsome. Yeah. So and he plays like, you know, in a in a bluegrass band and anyway, so I was like, huh, I wonder if he's single. So I thought I'd go ahead and write Luke about that. And I did. And Oh my God. <laughs> And that's essentially how Luke responded. He was like, okay, here's what you need to know. Yes, but you may not. Uh... I, he would have given you the mummy's phone number had the mummy had a phone. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the more, the more store, like details I get, I, I realized that, um, 
that maybe he was he was cautioning me for good reason. But still, still, you know, it uh, the idea the idea lurks, <laughs> if you will. Pe- people should be able to make their own bad decisions. That's how. That's what I feel. Go ahead right. and give out the mummy's digits. That's how I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So, but I have yet to meet a female TBTL fan that's not fascinated by the mummy. And oh, yeah. I have yet to meet a, a male TBTL fan, including myself, that <laughs> that doesn't get it. <laughs> we just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just well, have I you seen him? He's you don't. He's I really mean, dreamy. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he would exist on this planet, and somehow he does. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a uh, unique flower in this yes. world for sure. So yes. I think just unpacking that is is part of it for you know women are all about mystery right so <laughs> i agree and what the first time i met him it was at the bush gardens karaoke when uh <laughs> luke split his head open which <sighs> my brother-in-law blames me for because i was making luke do uh he blames the, you for thing. yeah because luke was buying me drinks because i won a contest <laughs> and it was some drink where you drop one thing into another thing and slam it oh yeah that's always a great those. idea absolutely yeah. Yeah. So Luke was like, "Look, like the hot bomb." Wasn't that what that was? I, I don't remember. I don't. I don't know what the exact percentages are, but I think <laughs> anyone who's drinking a drink that has to be dropped into another drink is <laughs> better than an even bet to be throwing up within two hours. Yeah, yeah well, or slicing your head open, or like puking out of your. Yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. Something yeah. bad, really bad, is going to happen. It doesn't. Yeah. Go so that go night, well. I ended up sitting next to the mummy and DJ Tuna at. Bush Gardens, oh, and I just said, "Hi, are you the mummy?" And I held out my hand to shake it, and then he shook it and held it for a long time, and then he said, "And now you're pregnant." And now you're I what? said, "Pregnant," <laughs> like he had impregnated <laughs> me by shaking my hand. And then I said, "Well, I guess I See, should probably stop yeah, drinking this." I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> but I would have laughed. I said I, should, you know, I said I should probably stop drinking now. Then. Oh man, Christy, what do we? What do you say we get to the reason that uh, we've called Lauren here? Let's uh, okay. let's get to the clip. This clip, Ross dressed for less. Everyone knows and has experiences at Ross dressed for less. It's a communal experience. Um, <laughs> the, this clip will emphasize many of the things that we all know to be true about Ross dressed for less. Um, this was what was the year of this one, Christy? Was this like two thousand eight? August two thousand eight. Yeah. Um, still a radio show. It was an entire hour devoted to how to shop at Ross Dress for Less to get the most out of your experience. And to do that, they had on one of the producer, actually the producer of the Ron and Don show, which was the show that was on before TBTL. Um, time wise, not, not, not the show that preceded it in the 710 <laughs> slot, but, uh, so Katie Spranger is her name and she, is a absolute freak about shopping at Ross Dress for Less. Um, I don't know if uh, I need anything more. I guess, uh, Jeremy, let's just play that, and uh, we'll be back right afterwards. All right. So uh, we've come to the part where we want to talk about getting steals of deals on clothing. And I don't think anybody knows more about that. And really, let's just expand it beyond just clothing. Let's talk about an overall uh, way of living one's life that involves Never paying more than <laughs> thrift. I just call it an, a a way of living one's life in thrift. 
And the uh, person you're, you're hearing from, if you're a regular listener to Cairo, you of course know that this is the lovely Katie Springer, producer extraordinaire. Thank you very much. To Ron and Don. Um, but if you don't know, she is the producer of that show and a good friend of ours. And we were at her and her fiancé Jeff's housewarming party. And you, I would say, for at least four hours regaled me. Most likely. With tales of your awesome clothing finds, most of them centering around Ross Dress for Less. Ross Dress for Less. And really, the only thing in our house that's worth more than like $15, Jeff bought. <laughs> what is that? The couch. And and because and actually, now, where where did you where did Jeff buy it at? Uh, Jeff bought that at like Crate and Barrel, a place, mind you, that I had never walked into uh, until oh, we no. got together. <laughs> never, never even entered a Crate and Barrel before uh, before Jeff and I uh, became affianced. I believe it because all the things you showed me in your house actually were free. <laughs> I get a lot of free stuff. Um, I get a lot of free stuff, and I, as far as furniture is concerned, I have. A hard time uh, even considering buying new furniture. I can't do it, and I won't do it. I and the w- only reason we have anything new is because Jeff does not have a problem with it. All right, I want to talk about furniture, record players, things like that yes. in a bit. I want to start, though, with your true love because, you know, it, it, the clothes make the girl. It's true. I do You're, get a bit wh- When did you first walk into a Ross dress for less? I first walked into a Ross Dress for Less. Uh, I actually do remember because I was in college, and I was in college in Boston, and I was broke. And I mean, I was so broke that even TJ Maxx was too much. <laughs> like, that's how broke I was. Like, TJ Maxx was too much. So there was a Ross Dress for Less on, I think it was on Boylston Street, or maybe the TJ Maxx was on Boylston. Anyway, long story short, there was a Ross in uh, in um Boston and I walked into it and my eyes just sort of lit up because you you walk in there and you're like I need a pair of pants and you're used to walking into a place and saying I need a pair of pants and you see price tags are like 50 bucks or 40 bucks and even that is like oh god I just can't do it you know what I mean and you walk into a Ross dress for less for the first time and you flip over the tag and you see like Levi's you know and you're like oh that's good I've heard of Levi's and you flip <laughs> over the tag and it says $15 or it says 12.90 or it says 7.88 or something and you're like I can do this and sometimes I I'll, I'll I'll say this. When I was growing up, when we started going to Ross, that was when you knew things were really coming together for the Burbank family. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The the hierarchy was uh, fill the bag, rummage sale. Not right. regular rummage sale. My mom's move was, and probably still is, go at the end of the rummage sale when they just have crap they have to get rid of. And they just of. want to give it away. And so then they will sell you a paper bag for a dollar and then anything you can cram in the bag oh yeah we used to go to this place that was a dollar a pound and it was great it was called the bargain barn and you and there was always a line a mile long uh before the bargain barn and opened and so everyone would like line up outside the bargain barn and then the gates would open everyone would just shoot in there like they were shot out of a cannon and and then you'd run around and you'd pile as much as you can into these ginormous wooden bins pile as much as you can in there uh and then you're off to the races <laughs> it was well, and you know though it it beat the time when I invited a little friend over to uh, play, and the next day her mom showed up with uh, a box of like canned goods and old clothes. <laughs> so 
So, <laughs> so the bargain barn definitely beat that. That's for the, sure. It, because because that was her mom's impression of the the <laughs> conditions you were living in. Yeah, that was her impression. Your mom is now a, in, so. your mom is now an elected politician, right? Sadly, she is an unelected politician. Oh, oh. I guess Sadly, those radio spots yeah. you made for her didn't didn't help. <laughs> Actually, she got a really good response from those radio spots. Thank you very much. An excellent response from those radio spots. But no, alas, they did not help. Well, I uh, when I was a kid and first able to go to the Ross Dress for Less, I had the same reaction, which was like, oh, my God, these are things I have seen. At least they're cousins of things I've totally. seen in Nordstrom, but they're, you know, $8. I can talk my mom into this. Oh, yeah. But the problem is you, I feel like you kind of get what you pay for. Oh, I disagree 100%. Wow. Yeah. You, you you live by the credo, you don't get what you pay well, for. <laughs> or you get what you don't pay for. That's exactly the credo I live by. I live by the credo, uh, you get what you look for. That's wow. the credo That I is love. the name yes. of your first book. <laughs> you Katie get Springer. what you look for. Yeah. And and I was I was actually And it uh, has to end in an exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> exclamation point. You get what you case. look for. <laughs> Exactly. Me on the front cover yeah. with my arms crossed. Totally. It like it like all clothes that still have the price tag yeah. hanging off. <laughs> totally. And then in the bit of the book, like I'll sell the book for like ninety nine cents, <laughs> and then you have to talk everybody down. But no, I, I I really think that if you like, you gotta go into Ross, and you have to really be willing to invest the time and the effort and energy into it. Like if you want to uh, look like you shop at Nordstrom's. And shop at Ross Dress for Less. It's possible. You just have to pay attention. Like you just have to actually take some. Eff- I know that this sounds ridiculous, but you have to put some effort into it. And don't you have to go numerous times? You can't just. Oh, go, You have to go can. like. Doesn't it become like an almost weekly thing? Yes. And I was actually telling uh, Jeffrey this on the way here. Uh, you must. There's three R's to shopping at Ross Dress for Less. <laughs> Are you ready? Wait, 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 Sean! Can you get the I, can you get the ding ready? <laughs> we might have to have the ding. I just want this to I, really. I just hope that I don't forget one of them. Yeah. Okay. okay well, you're gonna have right. one. Okay, go for it. All right. All right. The first R of shopping in Ross Dress for Less is research. The second is recon. And the third is be ready, which kind of is a B, but it's also an You could just say readiness. <laughs> readiness. Does that mean having cash? Readiness. No. Be ready is kind of the most um, sort of esoteric All right. Well, let's start with the first hours. one. Let's start with okay. the first one. Research. Research. You have to know what is a good brand and a bad brand because you can walk into Ross and you can find two pairs of pants and maybe they look nice, right? But one of them is like... You know, DKNY, and the other one is Mossimo. Mm-hmm. And Mossimo, we all know, is a Target brand, right? So you have to know what you're getting yourself into. Like, I know that if there's a pair of pants that I buy at Target, they're probably not going to be the best thing on the block, right? But I know that if I buy a pair of pants that is like a well-known, decent brand, that they're probably going to last me, and I'm getting what, more than what I pay for. Mm-hmm. So you just have to know what you're looking for. If I was you, I would know that an unlined pair of pants means that they are junk. You know, that's a big one. Unlined pair of pants. Right. Like if you're buying a pair of work pants. Jen, you're with me on this, right? Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. If you're buying a pair of work pants and they have no lining inside them, they're junk. They're trash. You have to check Uh, for lining and you have to check for the hem. Absolutely. People steal the lining? (laughs) No, they just don't put it in to save money. And that's how you know that they are, you know, junk. Okay. Um, Also, I'm a big fan of... There's a way of of designing a label mm-hmm. where you know that it's good and you or you know that it's bad. Like if any label has glitter thread, 
Hmm. That's not a good that's not a good brand. You don't want that. If if for instance the brand is like looks vaguely like a fancy brand like I remember there was this one place I used to shop that had a, that had its own private label of pants called Gus Jeans, G U S S, but they they had put in between the the U and the S, they had put a, an American flag so it kind of looked like Guess Jeans. <laughs> that was good. Or D K N Y C. Or there, they, they, there's all kinds of tricks. That that's store was definitely saying. owned by not native-born <laughs> no, American not. folk. That was called the Rainbow with an A T H A. Hey, did you know by the way that Forever Twenty One started out as just a one store in L.A.? I did, and, and it's actually in. Um, blah, 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 oh my goodness, it's it's. Oh, now I can't remember where it is. It's on uh, Figueroa, right? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. It was like a. It was like a rainbow. It was totally. like just a kind of weird store called Forever 21 that yeah. has now become this massive thing. I know. I, I don't want to get bogged down on that, though. I'm sorry. I could talk Forever 21 all okay. night. Recon. Recon. Recon is probably the most important, and I think the most overlooked, is <laughs> you got... You Have you got thought it. about teaching an extension class at North Seattle Community College? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to look into it. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I have seen shadier extension classes offered there. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is no worse than teaching people how to buy, uh, uh, you know, retail. Or, blue, or, or blues guitar, as I, I learned there. <laughs> In the university, uh, North Shell Community College Extension. Anyway, so recon is is one of the most important. Is okay. if you're if you're gonna do this and you're gonna be committed, then be committed already, right? So you have to go to all the Ross Dress for Lesses in your area. What? Yes, you do. I know because you're gonna go to one and you're gonna say, oh, they've got nothing here. But maybe it's just a bad Ross Dress for Less, mm-hmm. right? I do so. love that you're incapable of just calling it Ross. <laughs> you, at the end of your life, you would have, uh, I would say, an extra two years if you just called it Ross. Ross, well, I'll considering think how much about you it. talk about it, I take that is it seriously. A huge use of your time. I you agree. have very little Listen, free though, time. You know what? It's Listen, the thrill of the chase. If you're gonna go to, let's say you're gonna go to one Ross dress for less three times, why yeah. not just go to each Ross dress for less one time? And then you'll get a feel for which Ross Dress for Less is going to be the best one for your needs. Like, there are some Ross Dress for Lesses that are really good for, say, stop laughing, this is important. <laughs> there are Ross Dress for Okay, I'll take you through the local Ross Dress for Less. Please do. First of all, downtown is fantastic. Downtown has everything. Downtown is best for clothing, and uh, their shoes for are dental just... work. You want the one in Totem Lake, <laughs> obviously. I the mean, one in Totem medical. Lake. The one in Totem Lake is really fantastic for shoes. Like really good for shoes. The one downtown, the shoes are just too overwhelming. It's a complete mess. You don't even want to walk in there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But the one downtown is absolutely spectacular for clothing. Like for instance, uh, I found a ninety-five dollar jacket for six bucks. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Although I never once wore the thing and actually ended up donating it. This is what I wonder about. And this is my mom is a legendary bargain hunter. Yeah. Uh, and for her, she would buy something that maybe she didn't even really want because it was such a good deal. And so our house was full of things that she got a great deal on that were not maybe tremendously useful. It happens all the time because you get caught up in it. That's the problem, and that's where you have to be where. That's Is that the fourth you, R, wait, restraint? Uh, restraint, no, but that will be now because really one of my R's isn't even an R. But, <laughs> and, and, and really I wanted to do keep your eyes open for my third R, but that doesn't 
<laughs> Keep your eye on the sparrow. So, hold on. So the recon, what I'm saying about recon is you go to all the Ross Dress for Lessons in your area, see what they're like. So I just moved to a new part of town. You know, mm-hmm. I my Totem Lake was my go-to Ross. Right. It was pretty good. Now you've got the Northgate one. Now I'm at Northgate, and it is awful. Sucks. Don't bother. Really? Oh, it just stinks. There's nothing there. And it, and it's actually, because Ross is a, a sort see, it's kind of a source of pride for me. Like, mm-hmm. someone noticed. says, I need X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, I'll take you to Ross, and we'll find it in a snap for nothing. Yeah. So somebody needed a pair of pants. We went to Ross. There was nothing there, not one thing. And it was kind of a little embarrassing for me, because right. I had made such a big point right. that right. this was going to solve their problem, mm-hmm. and it didn't at all. Right. So, so you tried to fix Ross up on a blind date with someone, and Ross showed up kind of drunk and <laughs> had spinach in right, its teeth. Exactly, and didn't have a good job. Kept talking about how it was going to try to become a black belt in karate. Happened all, yeah. It, that's exactly what it did. And it brought its mom. Oh, yeah, yeah awkward. All right, awkward. Katie, hold on. I know we haven't even gotten to the third and most uh, <laughs> esoteric abstract of the R's, but we have to take a break here. When we come back, though, I want to uh, hear the third R. I want to talk more about Ross with you, and I want to play you a piece of tape. that I've uncovered with Jen's help um, that may hurt your heart on the subject of Ross Dress for Less. I want to get your reaction to it. I will ready myself. Pretty damning stuff. We'll do that in a moment. This is TBTL. We're telling you everything you need to know about the next 48 hours of your life. This is the segment where we tell you how to get your dress on for less. Back in a moment. It's TBTL. My life is good. Welcome back to TBTL, News Talk 710 Cairo. We're doing a how-to show tonight. Right now we're talking about how to get deals on clothes. And for our friend Katie Springer, who works on the Ron and Don show, that's, it's a simple process which involves spending most of your waking hours traveling between various Rosses, Ross dresses for less. Um, I want to play this tape for you uh, coming up, uh, but we're going to have to wait till after the news because it's a little bit too long. Okay. But it's somebody <clears throat> besmirching the good name of Dress for Less. Okay, so you gave us the three R's of Ross. Right. Uh, research, recon, and readiness. Readiness. What's readiness? The third R. Readiness is a couple of different things. Like, first of all, you can't... There, there's two different ways that you can approach a trip to Ross Dress for Less. You can approach it as in, like, I know what I need to get, and that is what I shall look for. And then and then you just hit the places you need to hit. Like, you know, if you're looking for pants, you there are three different places that you can look for pants. And, and, and if that's where you're going in for, then that's what you do, and you only look in those places, and then you're in and you're out. And that, you have to be ready and know what you want. The other way to approach a Ross Dress for Less trip is to keep an open mind and be ready to accept anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be walking around looking for a pair of high heels, and all of the sudden, you're confronted with, like, the dish set of your dreams. Right. You sure. know? Of course. It sounds like a very, you need, to, you need to take a very zen approach. Right. And then there's another part of it, which is when you're walking around looking for the dish set of your dreams, all of a sudden, in a place that you weren't expecting, is the other half of the pair of shoes that you found over here that were totally spectacular, and someone's hidden one in one corner of the Ross Dress for Less, and someone's hidden the other one in a far corner of the Ross Dress for Less, and you have to be ready and keep your eyes open. You've basically got to flow like water. You have to flow like water. 
water. And that is one of the most important things you can learn about raw stress for less. All right. It's a perfect place for us to stop. We're going to take a break for the news. We'll be back with more cheap fashion tips from our own Katie Springer in just a moment. It's TBTL. There are a lot of reasons to join the call with Luke Burbank. You're about to be both Hall and Oats. He's not going to get that. Yeah, you're right. Do inside. Taking you inside to the power of inside six nights a week. It's TBTL, News Talk 710 Cairo. We're here from 7 to 10 each evening. And then on Saturdays, it's the best of TBTL. We're trying to help you out in your life. And uh, one of those things is dressing yourself. And how can you do that for less? Well, there's actually a store with that in the title, Ross Dress for Less. And its number one alkalite is Katie Springer, producer of The Ron and Don Show. Uh, now, Katie, uh, during the break, you and your handsome fiancé, Jeffrey, were discussing how much Ross Dress for Less you guys are currently wearing. Yes. How, how, how much do you have on and how much does Jeff have on? Now, this is uh, – I'm going to take both of my outfits today because my work outfit today, which I went home and changed – uh, was entirely head to toe Ross dress for less <laughs> from the shoes, the dress. Uh, I was wearing a little sweater thing, uh, and the sweater, meanwhile, was uh, uh, Nine West, which is a fairly yeah. nice brand, sure. and you can buy that in fairly nice stores, right? I assume I've never been in one, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, <laughs> today at work I was entirely Ross dress. And for how less. much do you think that outfit? How much would you guess that? Oh, outfit? I, can, I don't even have to guess. I don't even you have, have to guess. These numbers at the tip. Of I your do fingertips. because because every time I find something like this, I get excited because so the sweater, the Nine West I sweater, yeah. was really cute. It was actually kind of pricey at seventeen dollars, seventeen ninety nine, so eighteen dollars. Mm. Wow, a little you broke pricey. the bank for that I did. one. That's that's that at Ross will get you absolutely. That'll get you. You can actually take one of the employees into white slavery. <laughs> They have to live at your house. That came with the sweater. Right. Oh. Yeah. Which was handy. It was like kind of a twofer. Yeah. It was weird, though, because uh, the employee had uh, their nose piercing was that anti-theft thing. <laughs> so then they had to have it taken out. Before I could take her That's out of awkward. the store. Yeah. But at least my house is clean. Yes, absolutely. Um, so then the the dress, I was wearing a little dress as well. Yeah. That particular dress was a stu- like a stupid deal at, um, I think it was $8. Wow. Yeah. And the shoes, which I'm still currently wearing, uh, were twelve ninety nine, And I they're the cute Can as a button. throw them up on the uh, yeah. desk there? Oh, they are very cute. They're know, black. They're, they have a little buckle There's something on them. called Nicole. I don't know what that is. Okay. But, and then how about Jeff's outfit? Jeff's outfit. He is he is head to toe in Ross Dress for Less right now. He's wearing, and this was not a put on. It's a stunning ensemble. This, this was not specific well, no. because the tonight's These topic. These are his favorite Clothes like did you that pick sweater. Them out or did he also shop I, at Ross? I found them and then I bring them home. And if he doesn't like it, I take it home. No harm, no. F- I take Feet it. Back. I mean, take it back to Ross. Dress so for he's less, got no a nice no uh, zip up uh, kind he's of. He's wearing a zip up sweater. Uh, it's gray ribbed zip up sweater with blue. It's Arizona, which is not a good brand. That's from J.C. Penney. Yes, I know that. Yeah, <laughs> we all know that one. Um, so it's not like the best brand, but it's a it's nice a step sweater, up from Kirkland it. brand jeans. <laughs> exactly, which are available at finer. Costco's. Uh, so it's a a, a a gray rib sweater with a blue stripe down the side, and it's his favorite sweater. But you're very excited, mostly about the jeans. Yeah, right? the jeans kill me. The jeans are paper denim. I sound like kind of a label, you know what? But I'm not. I just get excited when I get yeah. something cheap. Yeah. Uh, they're paper denim and cloth jeans, uh, and I got them for twelve ninety nine. 
How much do you think that those would phenomenal. retail for? They're like $130 jeans. Now, <clears throat> can you give me the short version of how that's possible? Because well, if here's they're what $130 jeans, why, who's, why, how's anyone making money selling them for 12 bucks? Well, here's what happens. They're, they're closeouts from big, huge, like either department stores or like boutiques or whatever. And what happens is another company comes in and buys all the stuff that a particular store can't sell and then resells it to Ross at a, at like a nothing price. So it's not like you're getting, I mean, you're, de- there, there are definitely, uh, seconds that you're getting. A lot of it's seconds and so it's going to have like a snag here or there. Mm. And those are things you have to be aware of and you just don't buy them. But the short condensed version is um, these store, whatever these stores don't sell, this uh, some other company will swoop in and buy everything. They'll buy it in bulk, which is what they want. They just want it out and gone. Sell it to Ross at a discount and Ross, you know, just sells it to you. So and you I, learned I about just- this. How did you learn about this, Katie? I learned about this. This is kind of cobbled together, but I learned about it from watching that show, The Real Housewives of New York City, because <laughs> because one of the women does this for a living, and so she was talking about like what her job was, and uh, I was like, oh my god, that must be how Ross gets all their stuff. And I thought it was like fascinating. Like, could you imagine doing that for a living? It sounds like a dream come true, doesn't it? No, for me. <laughs> What were you going to ask, Jennifer? Well, I'm, I did not know that there that you could return things there. I think oh, that. absolutely. They have a lovely return policy. Uh, as long as you haven't taken off the tag or touched the item in any way, <laughs> they'll take it back. And they'll take it back, no questions asked. And Or if your tag is gone, but you still have the receipt, they will still take it back if it looks good or if it looks decent. Yeah. Um, uh, but they'll give you store credit, and okay. which for me is very handy. Jen and I went and saw a movie a while ago, a screener of a movie. It wasn't all that funny. It was called the Vince Vaughn's Wild West Comedy Show, but there was one part of it. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> there was one part of it, though, that we both were rolling. And, do you know what this guy's name is? Sebastian Mariscalco. Whoa. Traditional spelling. <laughs> him talking about, just like it sounds. This is him talking about Ross. Went to Ross for less. Anybody been to this nightmare? First of all. I walked Hold on, hold on. Whoa. I'm gonna let's pretend this is intervention, and I'm uh, <laughs> I'm a uh, Jeff Van Vonderen. I'm uh, well. Here's what I'll say: There's some people here. I just see a bunch of people here just love you to death. They're worried that you're shopping <laughs> oh at Ross too much, and they just want to tell you that they love you. This really and could then, be. And then then they'll say what they're gonna say, and you say what you're gonna say. That's why Jeff wanted to come tonight. And then. We'll be done here. Yeah, you need to just let just, Sebastian say. I'll what just ask you to just. Say. I'll just ask you to just. Okay. Let them have their say, and then you'll have your say. We'll be done. I'll here. use my open mind R of my three <laughs> Ross Dress for Less R. Precisely. In the Ross, I thought I walked into downtown Beirut. <laughs> I thought a bomb went off at this store. <laughs> Everything's on the floor. How are they shopping over there? <laughs> what, are they pulling stuff off the shelf? This is not my size. <laughs> then he mimes someone dramatically it throwing, throwing it, it, wadding it up. <laughs> I went looking for jeans. I heard they had cheap jeans over there, right? So I'm in the store shopping. (laughs) I found a pair in housewares. 
<laughs> Stamped irregular. That's what I was talking about. Irregular clothes. You're not getting a deal. You see irregular, you got to lay them out. You got to find out what the hell happened. Why are these a dollar? Because originally $175, now slashed to a dollar. And if you're like me, you're looking at the pants, you're like, I, I can't find the mistake here. I think they made the mistake. I think I found a treasure. Till you get to the fitting room. I went to go try them on. I went to go get the zipper, the button, all this stuff wasn't even here. Has that ever happened to you? Yes. In fact, I uh, went and found this totally amazing um, uh, checkered jacket, and it was really, really cute. And I went to the, the dressing room, and I put my arm through one sleeve. Fine, no problem. I put my arm through the other sleeve, and it's like, and they had sewn shut the lining on the inside. <laughs> At least it had lining. <laughs> That's true. I found that right here on the cab. All the underwear, it's all boxed. The box has been ripped open so They tape it shut times. for you. They got to duct tape them shut. Even you he don't knows even that. know what you're buying. I took a gamble on some CK boxer briefs for 39 cents. Which Ross is he going to? I brought him home. I cut the box open. It's a set of forks. (laughs) Does any of that ring true for you, Katie? Does any of that (laughs) cause you to... I'm actually crying again from that. Well, the the Beirut part, I have most definitely experienced time and time again. My, uh, My... nearest and dearest Ross to my heart was the Ross Dress for Less in Northridge, California. Was it destroyed by the quake? It was. No. They actually you couldn't tell it, it after, even happened. Couldn't even tell it happened. <laughs> that seems well to say. Um, the, but, but I totally get what he's talking about. But that Ross Dress for Less, like nothing was on the racks. I don't even know why they had racks. They should just have piles of clothes. It was ridiculous. Because why do you want to go there? I don't understand. Did you hear when I said that I got Jeffrey a pair of paper denim and cloth jeans for $12? But it doesn't matter. Why do you want to go to a place where people treat clothing with such disrespect? Because they're getting it for $12. Like, this well, is the thing. something's wrong. No, no, no. Okay. You know, I don't see it as a, as a lack of respect for the clothing. I see it as, like, they're on uh, a tear to find it before somebody else does. Mm-hmm. It's a race. It's a treasure hunt. Get, it's a treasure hunt. Exactly. Like, like at a kid's birthday. Who doesn't totally. love a treasure hunt? And you know, the the thing too Who's is allowed to throw people... their stuff on the floor. Who are these people? And you have not been to my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I treat every. My problem is maybe I just don't necessarily. That is kind of something that I've been thinking about a lot, uh, um, Jen. Is that I don't have a lot of respect for my uh, items. I really don't, which is why I buy trash and why I get it for cheap. Because if but, I throw it away, but or the question is. Would you have more respect for it if you paid more? I have a I've friend. Wondered. I have a friend 
uh, who is the king of like I remember once he wanted a camel hair, which sounds really uncomfortable, but it's actually no, not. they're beautiful. He wanted a camel hair suit jacket, um, and so he went online and he researched it and he found the one he wanted and he found out the right story, ordered it, and then he went and had it tailored. This was all in like July. And he just like hangs it up on the rack and then he waits and then. Six months later, there's a day in December, he lives in L.A., where he's like, I really want to wear that camel hair. And there it is, and it's perfect, and it's ready to go. He buys one thing. He spends he spends a considerable amount of time researching it. He pays mm-hmm. top dollar for it, and then he keeps it forever. I 100% have a lot of respect for that. I definitely do. It's just not something I can do because mm-hmm. I am hard on everything. I don't pay attention. Right, oh, it drives hard me crazy. On I'm very hard on you fiancés. You also, though, get high off deals. That is true. Don't tell I mean, my let's boss. Let's deal with the real problem no, here. No, <laughs> I do. Well, I do get really excited about deals because they. not everybody can do it. It's one of those things where, like, if I could shoot pool real well, right. then I'd shoot pool real well. Right. But I can't. But what I can do is spend six hours in Russ Dress for Less so every time I go to work and someone goes, oh, that's cute, I can be like, oh, yeah, it was $4. You right. know what I mean? Totally. Well, that's, okay. what my, that's what I can do. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit more about this, Katie, and then just generally your life strategy, because you you could probably live on less money than most of our listeners think they could. Yes. And I think you would have a very – I've seen your home, your lovely home. You look – you look great every day with your clothing. I think you've figured out a way to live at like half price. Totally. Katie's life, half off. Oh, I got all kinds of stories. So uh, I want to try to boil that down and, and pass it on to the listeners because we are trying tonight to uh, uh, kind of people help and let our listeners know what they need to be doing when they're out there in the world. So uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back more with our friend Katie. This is TBTL. That clip, that segment... <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. This is probably the fifth time I've heard it, oh, and so I good. I laugh every time, and I cry laughing when that comedian <laughs> is talking. Oh my gosh, I know, so funny. What is that guy's name? Did they even say? Sebat? Is it Sebastian Mascarpone or? <laughs> I, oh yeah, it's like oh because he said traditional spelling. Traditional spelling, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's something Italian. I would see that guy. I would totally see that guy. He nails everything about it in such a beautiful way. Everything's well, on what, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, why? what makes this one of your favorite segments? I guess what I like about it so much is that it's accessible to everyone. I mean, when you send somebody... Uh, you know, something that's totally out of context, like an, a live bumper shoot. You're like, no, 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 seriously, stick with it. But this one, you know, it's it's self-contained, and it's a lady who's completely obsessed with this place. She's got a really well-thought-out, uh, structured and organized approach, including, you know, three R's for approaching your <laughs> Ross trip and... Oh and, God! And it's so that's, three R's. Come on! It's it's so systematic, and and that's something uh. that that Jen was really known for. Then was having these systems and something mm-hmm. else. You know, I mean, her real mission for the show initially was to help others live better and to cure world loneliness. She always had mm-hmm. these missions and wanted to connect people with people that could help them and so try to pie go your life. She was always pie- looking to pie go your life. <laughs> Pink, yellow, green, orange, pie go. Yes. 
So it's just making your life better. And so, you know, really, I mean, there's two things you can take from this. One, it's hilarious and you'll enjoy the show. But two, you'll actually maybe have a better plan for next time you go to Ross for Dress for Less. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's pretty useful. Like, don't give up. I mean, there might be better things out there. So, what? Here's my Ross Dress for Less story. When I got out of prison and I was in the halfway house about, uh, I don't know, two, three weeks after I got out, um, I got my first paycheck and I went to the Ross Dress for Less in downtown Seattle, which is a good one. Oh, that's She's right. the worst one. <laughs> no, it that's, They're good. that's the one that exactly. looks like a bomb went off. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you're right, Christy. You're right about that. It's the worst as far as... How it, you know, the, the aesthetics. Oh, yeah. But, but it's the best as far as getting more for your money. And <laughs> that's true. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, at that place, they just have to come in with a rake at the end of the night <laughs> to get the store ready, just like rake it up or like a Zamboni, like <laughs> did it all to the center. Didn't Luke's brother work at one of those stores at one point? Was it Ross that he worked TJ at? TJ Maxx. No, no, TJ Maxx. He's a Maxinista. Oh, get it that's right, right, Lauren. That's, get it that's right. Too, that's too expensive for which, Jen. Which, uh, it goes, I think it goes Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Ross. Am I right? Do you, yes. Do you, have a, do you have a Bell's outlet over there? Oh, yeah, no. yeah. We have Bell's, <laughs> but, but uh, I've, not, I've not been in there. Mm-hmm. The name pisses me off because it should be Beals. I know. And everyone calls it Bells. Makes me mad. <laughs> I think they should call it Endalls because it's pretty Yeah, cool. right, right. Beals <laughs> and Endalls certainly will be the end of you. So um, is that the one is that worse than Ross? I would say so, yeah. It's I'm it's, gonna have to go there. I, it's not as much of a, a of a disaster as it is just kind of a ooh man. Sad. What strikes <laughs> me is Okay, like you got your Nordstrom rack, which is almost the same kind of deal, but nothing's on the floor. What is it about the Ross customer that just has no regard, has no idea or awareness that there might be someone else that might want to shop here someday? It's it's really a weird thing. And, you know, the the question actually comes up in the show and it turns into kind of a philosophical discussion, but they just don't have time to go there, which is – you know, is it because the clothes are so cheap that they're treated this poorly? And if you invested more in clothes, and, and Katie actually mentions starting to think about this, you know, if you invested more in your clothes, would you treat them better? You know, it, wouldn't you have a different view of and respect for? Well, definitely you know, when you get them home, yes. Yeah. When you get them home, so why <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't it, why wouldn't it transfer to when you're shopping? I agree with that. That's that makes a lot of sense to me. And it makes Jen so uncomfortable that Christy yeah. just does not have any regard whatsoever and has all this free time that she can just go to different Rosses around town. And Well, yeah. that that leads me to what I really need because I have to bring the male perspective tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. The husband. <laughs> Why? Jeff. This poor oh, bastard. Jeff. But Mike, what are Mike, his weekends I need to stop like? you before we, That's what I want Before know. we even start I mean, this. I, I went to Dillard's on Sunday for an hour with Emily uh, while she was shoe shopping, and I felt like I should have gotten a, a medal. How many Ross Dress for Less is Jeffrey going to? It sounds like he's going to none, and that she's just going and bringing him things home yeah. and saying, here, here, wear this. I mean, she does say she oh, brings You know what? <laughs> yeah, I think you make a good point. I think Jeffrey has a whole weekend to himself because she's a maniac. She's out there. <laughs> but 
Mike. He could go golf. He could do two rounds of golf a day. <laughs> oh, Mike. Yeah. Oh, you are a cheap bastard. You should love this. You should I, get Emily to go to the Bells and to the Ross Dress for Less. No, Emily. Emily will go to Ross Dress for Less. We had one almost across the street from where we live, and now it's it's closed. But uh, it was one of the worst. I mean, the stained floors and um, the smell. I, it always uh, has a weird smell. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, but clo- clothes wise, I will get some cheap clothes or whatever. But I'm not gonna waste a lot of time looking. I'm just not. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. I I I used to talk about this, um, like way back in the day, uh, like like college days or something. I could I could play pickup basketball for three, four, five hours a day and not feel tired and then take me to the mall and I'm like 10 steps in and I'm looking for somewhere to lie down. Yeah. A friend of mine used to call it mall head. It's like you go in and then after 30 minutes, you're like, oh, man, I need either I need a coffee or I need to leave because I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am worn out. They need to pump that casino air. Yeah. Yeah. Some <laughs> caffeinated air or something. Because I can't yeah. do it. I just can't do it. Well, if I'm shopping for something, myself, like I'm shopping for a gift or something, I have a little more stamina than when I'm with someone who is, you know, they're looking for something and I don't need anything. Then it's it's like you're completely drained of life almost instantly. <laughs> it's really true. And I well, except that, you know, if I go to a Ross, I can't have an objective at all. I have to go in with, like she said, whatever the third – the third R that's really a B, just kind of that open-mindedness. <laughs> I'm I'm making it an O now, but readiness, I guess. But like you just, mm-hmm. you know, if I go in with like the Zen approach, clear my mind, walk in and say whatever comes, and then maybe I'll find, you know, a pasta I've never tried <laughs> in the, <laughs> right. in the right. underwear section. <laughs> <laughs> You just don't know. So, but if I have something to do, then forget it. I'm not going in. So, the two things that really got me too were the the, the two brands that she'd found. Not at Ross. <laughs> uh, it, it, since we're talking about Katie, I have to say not at Ross Dress for Less because she has to say the whole thing. Ross Dress for Less every time. Yes. Yeah. Um, the two brands that she found that weren't at Ross Dress for Less, but it's sort of a knockoff. Uh, Gus jeans with yes. an American flag between the U and the S. Uh, genius, in my opinion. And then so also great. DKNYC. Yeah. Whoever did these knockoffs deserves every penny they earned. You know? Absolutely. I, I admire people that are able to put one over on people like that. Although, you know, it reminds me of what people are doing now on the Kindle store when you buy a book. Because I was going to read The Alchemist by Paulo Silo, or however you pronounce mm-hmm. his last name. But instead, I bought accidentally The Alchemist by Paulo Bajalupi because it was second in line and it was cheaper. And I read through <laughs> – and I was bragging about it because everyone talks about how The Alchemist is one of the best books ever. And I was bragging about it to everyone. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm reading this book. It's so good. And as it starts winding down, I'm like, what is this story about this wizard who's imprisoned? And 
has to stave <laughs> off this bramble that's taking over the town with this alchemy. And then at the end of the book, it says, tune in next time for the next book. And I was like, hang on. <laughs> and the next one. That's There's when I realized one? I had read like a young adult fiction <laughs> version of The Alchemist. Which is supposed to be this like seven old book. It's um, you know, sold millions of copies, and so then I had to um, eat a lot of humble pie and say, "Oops." Oh, I admire you because I mean, a more cowardly thing would have been to like read a summary of the actual book, you know, and just deny <laughs> That's what deny having done for. what you actually did. Yeah, I know, but what are you gonna do? You know, at that point, it's like the cat was out of the bag, and it just. I needed to, but I, I did ultimately read the real one. But that's what they're doing these days. It's they're they're naming themselves yeah. one letter oh, off. Yeah. yeah, I this this American wife. You know, that's my next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it would get twenty times it. the downloads we're getting right now just it's by American mistake. Wife. Oh please, yes, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> What else about the episode? Well, uh, Luke's reaction. Um, he seemed delighted the whole time, but there, there is some part of him that, I mean, he, he, there was a time in his, in his life, just like mine, when, when going to Ross was a step up, like from clothes people gave you when you got out of prison. I think that's one of the most interesting things about it is that Katie is so, I mean, she, she obviously comes from the same kind of background that she admits fully that she was a have not and that, a friend of hers, mom even brings her, you know, canned goods the next day after her friend comes over. And, you know, and Luke always, you know, talks about his childhood and Susie's thriftiness. And um, but his approach to that in life is it seems to be kind of, you know, let, let's poke fun at that and then move as far away from it as possible. And Katie, on the other hand, is like, here's how you can live like that. Only you can look like you're not living like that. So. It's interesting. Um, his reaction. It's, do you think? Do you guys think the bargain barn still exists? Can you still buy clothes by the pound? <laughs> oh, I need to find out. You can. You can. Is there oh, a bargain barn? Goodwill. I don't you know. can. Have you bought There's clothes by the pound, Christy? In... Where? I haven't. Jeremy's telling me this. Jeremy has. Have South you? Seattle Goodwill. <laughs> by really? the pound. Do they fit? <laughs> How much per pound? How much is it per pound? He's looking it up. Uh, because the thing is, I think women's clothes would be a bigger bargain here because like if you're, if you're like a bigger guy like Jeremy and like me, um, that weight yeah, adds up like quickly. I noticed that like when I paid to get my laundry done, uh, this was many, many years ago, a few times I had my, paid to get my laundry done and it's like, yeah, these, these 38 pants, they're, they're a killer, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But when could you ever, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine the situation where I would be piling up clothes. I guess I'm envisioning like a supermarket sweep where I want, I want my pounds to add up and that's not the goal. The goal is. To no, no. To oh yeah. You look like a hobo, but <laughs> man. Not, it's not where as many as possible. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, anything else on the clip guys? I don't think so. I don't think so. With that, we're going to move on to uh, – I, I was going to do TBTLism of the day, but we're already running kind of long. We have a really good one tonight that requires uh, kind of a little research, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be Digstown. So next week, we're yes. going to explain 
Digstown mm-hmm. and what it means to Digstown a guest. But I uh, had a couple pieces of housekeeping we need to get to. Number one, the picture comments. Jeremy attacked me pretty harshly on the Takedown podcast about uh, my picture comments <laughs> saying they were inaccessible, hard to understand, they were um, inappropriate. He had a lot of adjectives and it hurt me pretty deeply. And I turned to you all to, you know, because I, I thought if, if other people feel this way, I certainly don't want to impose my my awful sensibility on people. So I just asked for some feedback and I didn't get any negative feedback. So I assume that the several people that Jeremy were talking about just stepped back when he stepped forward. Christy, are you one of those people? It's okay. It's just, This is a safe space. So what you're saying is that you have a captive audience of people that love you and you went on that mm-hmm. fan site mm-hmm. and said, Hey, everyone, do you someone hate someone you don't know hates when i do this thing but do you guys hate it i have my answer christy from you so i have my answer that they answered that way shocking what i I don't have christy i have now you and jeremy jack hughes but i don't have any of the any other of the several so (laughs) until i see the several step forward i'm not asking for tens or dozens I'm asking for several. And when I see that... But you're literally asking the tens. <laughs> That's the issue. You're not asking a wide audience of a hundred okay. citizens. You're right. You're but, right. But Mike, I will say that some of your photo comments are genius. The mic drop, love it. <laughs> because it's so shitty. Like, it's just like <laughs> drawn in paint. Right. And it's so funny. That's credit Robert Pape. Bobby Pape for that. But there's there's some that I don't I honestly don't get. Like there's one with like a safe landing in a car. Right. You just do that randomly and I, was, I don't understand. I was playing it. around with that one. It didn't work out. I mean, <laughs> every so every artist about, throws away a canvas once in a while. How about we do something where people can vote on your photo comments and they can just reply with reject or mm. a like. Lauren, what do you think? I like that idea. Here's here's how I feel about photo comments. I am not a person who goes after and looks for them. And so anybody who does, I feel like, I, like I'm not really part of that world, but I appreciate it. Um, so I, I'm all for it. If you can find good ones, then awesome. And if they don't work, then, you know, it's kind of like another, like a tweet that doesn't work. Right, um, right. Or like a comment that doesn't land in a yeah, thread. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone moves on. But, um, but yeah. yeah, no, I'm for it. But I love this idea of voting. I think that would be really fun. Now I'm insecure. Yeah, but that um, would it would be kind of hurtful yeah, maybe. Now let's so. see. <laughs> um, the, the funny part is when you, when you do it in uh, group chats – you mean actually funny or, or? No, not, okay. not funny. Um, okay. the sarcastically funny. Um, just because sometimes it does, doesn't make sense in like, because it's thread, referring to three comments back or something like that. Yeah, oh, because, yeah. right. Because you're pulling but then, it but or whatever, it might, and then it, it might compel people to read further in and, and really, you know, work to understand and make connections. That's right. Yeah. It's educational. But. <laughs> Lauren, how do you feel okay, about co-hosting so, a podcast? Yeah, so I was just going to say, Mike, so now this is another shocking. So the guest that you handpicked and brought on here <laughs> is agreeing with you? Oh, I'm no. so shocked. So shocked. 
uh, listeners, we're we're gonna have a vote on the new uh, co-host. <laughs> new new co-host. <laughs> maybe she, maybe, she, anyways, maybe she'll apparently. be able to get a get us out at the end of the show. We'll see. <laughs> oh, that's that's low, Mike. That was low. Okay. Uh, apparently, all the listeners hate me, anyways, according what? to Facebook this week. What? False. Totally false. I don't know where you got that idea. <laughs> I have no how so what happened, Christy? Oh, just I've been tagged a lot. I've been tagged a lot. I've been told on to Andrew uh for oh, some stuff. Oh. Uh people apologize for things. I, I just I couldn't Wait handle a I had a breakdown yesterday. That's not cool, yeah. guys. No tagging <laughs> and no no talking about what we do on this. It's basically it's fight club, right? This is our safe space. Oh yeah. Right. If Andrew and Luke want to listen, that's their prerogative. And if they don't, don't tell them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's all good, man. They are down with everything we're doing. They're fine with the criticism. It's all fine. Everyone needs to just relax on that. And, you know, tonight on tonight's TBTL, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Andrew talked about uh, the the thread, I think it was Jeremy's thread saying, stop tagging the guys, stop tagging people when it's a hurtful thing or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and Andrew says he's a big boy. He can take it and that's fine. And so is Luke, but they get notified everything in Stent's page. Anyway, there's no re no, there's no reason to tag him. What um, Jeremy was really getting at with that Facebook post was about Phyllis. There was mm-hmm. something negative that was posted about Phyllis and someone tagged her in the middle of the thread. And that mm-hmm. just meant that, Every time someone commented on that thread, Phyllis got another notification, you know, even if it was a positive thing, because they all were, she's getting another notification about someone who said something shitty about her. You know, that's what Jeremy meant. And I don't want this to turn into any more of a thing than it is already. But, you know, um, there is no set Facebook etiquette, but let's just think before we type. Yeah. It's like CCing everyone on an email. That's not not needed (laughs) in this land. Yeah. No, no. So, think about who needs to see it and who wants to see it and who will yeah. be hurt by seeing it. Yes. You know? So, exactly. So tagging um, someone is, is like the reply all of Facebook? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. it, it, it like usually that. does more harm than good. Um, the, the, the other thing for housekeeping, I was looking at the TBTL Wikipedia page the other day. It's perfectly nice, perfectly serviceable, but it could have a lot more information. It could be a lot more up to date. Uh, a lot of people are stepping forward and doing things like archiving shows, doing soundboards, doing cartoons. Um, any, I know we have a lot of librarians that listen to the show. I know we have a lot of nerds <laughs> out there. Um, can, can somebody or some group of people maybe step up and, and work on the Wikipedia page? Because that's one thing, like new listeners, people that are deciding whether they're going to listen or keep listening or whatever. I know when I'm listening to a podcast and I'm in front of my computer, I can click on and, you know, read a little bit about the show and a lot more information would be welcome there. So I don't know if you guys have looked at it lately. I haven't. Um, I haven't. No. It's just, it hasn't been updated in a long time. It has Andrew, but. Outside of that, you know, all the new, all the really new stuff is not there. So, um, how to get involved with the show website, littleredbandwagon.com. Um, There's a form there to fill out. Lauren filled it out, and here she is. Uh, Facebook or our Facebook page or the Stens page, either way is fine. Personal Twitter is at Drew McFrid, at Kissy Eyes, K I S S I E Y E S. Show Twitter is uh, at LRB Podcast. 
Um, you can email us um, at littleredbandwagon.com. Um, and then uh, you can get at us on a voicemail as well. And the number for that is 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. That's all I have for tonight. Christy, Lauren, thanks so much for coming on. It was a delight. I'm sorry you had to stay up so late. No problem. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Did you hear me? <laughs> Christy? Yeah, I heard you. I just am terrible. Christy. I'm terrible at doing the ending. Let's, well, let's, let's let our my new co-host do it then. And until next time... This is The Next Party. And I love you, Jen. And good luck to all. <laughs> and until like, next I was time, really... on to the next party. I love is you, that Jen. It? <laughs> this is the next party. Oh. Wait, Mike. Damn it. Oh, there I you go. Christy real. even ruined Lauren's take. I cannot <laughs> believe it. If Christy died tomorrow, she, she, her hand would reach out from beyond the grave and strangle whoever tried to close the show instead of her. I believe <laughs> I believe it to be cursed. Nailed it.